As I was reading this gospel passage, I must confess, I could not help but be struck by the feeling of astonishment that imbued these apostles as they saw their risen Lord. Just imagine a few days ago, these guys felt like they lost it all. Think about it. These apostles, these guys gave up their family, they gave up their jobs, they gave up their entire livelihood to follow this strange, mysterious man who called himself the Messiah, who called himself Jesus. And yet, even though they gave up everything, even though they went all in on the hand that the Lord dealt them, they saw their Savior on a cross, tortured, trembling, and dead. I can only imagine the, the feeling of emptiness they must have experienced. The same feeling that I would imagine, and I don't encourage anybody to do this, but I would imagine a gambler must feel after he lost everything and went all in on a bet. They went all in, hoping for perhaps a full house, hoping for perhaps a, a, a decent return. And what they got whenever that river tar card was turned up was absolutely nothing in their eyes. They had a hand in what they found out and what they must be feeling at that moment whenever they saw their risen Lord or their Lord dead on a cross was that it probably would have been a better idea to fold rather than play the game at all. And fold is exactly what they did once they saw the Christ on the cross. They went fishing. They went back to their families. They went back to their livelihoods and they abandoned Christ. They were fearful. They were no longer courageous men like they once were. And they began to hide. They began to avoid their problems. They began to turn in on themselves. And that's why, perhaps, dare I say, they were so astonished. They thought that they had lost the bet. They thought their full house collapsed on them. They thought that their Messiah was gone. And right here, in our gospel passage, we find out that that is not true. That while the apostles perhaps were looking within their cards for a full house, what they didn't realize was they should have been looking for a royal flush. Guys, the reasons why the apostles were so down, the reasons why they were so sad, the reasons why they were so lost was not because their expectations were too high, but because their expectations were too small. They had trust in God, but they didn't have faith. They didn't really believe in the depths of their hearts, deep down within, that Christ, our Lord, would rise from the dead. Sure, they may have trusted Jesus. They may have followed him on a few of his adventures for a few years of his life, but they didn't really have faith. Deep down within their hearts, just like deep down in our hearts, there was a question of doubt. There was a question of maybe this isn't true. Maybe this won't work out. Maybe our Lord really did die on that cross, and it's game over. We folded, we failed, we were better off trusting ourselves and not in God. My friends, that is a bold-faced lie from the pit of hell. And yet, how often does that lie stick down in the core of our hearts? That's why, dare I say, Jesus looked at his, his apostles and said, Why do questions arise in your hearts? 
The reason being is in their hearts was a real lack of faith. They believed, they trusted him to a degree. They thought he was somewhat correct, but they didn't believe that he was the God, that he was the Christ, that he was all-powerful. I think we often forget that in our lives. A lot of us, especially as Americans, tend to easily subscribe to the idea that God is all-loving, that God will love us no matter what, and that's absolutely true. I do not want to discredit that. But how often do we forget that while God is all-loving, he's also all-powerful? Which means that the sufferings, which means that the crosses, which means the difficulties which you and I go through are part of his plan, are part of his will, are part of his ways in forming us and redeeming us the same way that he redeemed us on the cross. What the apostles were looking at whenever Christ died on the cross was something they could not fully understand. And it's something that you and I cannot understand unless we truly have this rare, elusive thing, this thing that so many of us lose, this thing called faith. Guys, if we don't have faith in the depths of our hearts and the sufferings, the struggles, the darknesses, the crosses that we endure in our lives, whatever that might be will crush us the same way they crushed the apostles. The problems where we experience where good people torture innocent people. The things that we might see where people are burdened, where we ourselves might be burdened psychologically, financially, emotionally with people around us will ultimately be meaningless and provide and produce no fruit. If we don't see them, our sufferings, our difficulties, our trials in the light of the resurrection. Guys, what Jesus Christ proves to us today was that every single cross that you and I endure has a resurrection if we have faith. And that's the great encouragement about this all. How often do you and I look at our world around us and become frustrated and become dissatisfied and become lost? Because our expectations, like the apostles, are way too stinking small. We're looking for the tiny little successes in life that ultimately don't mean anything. We're looking for worldly recognition. We're looking for money. We're looking for a friendship that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I'm not saying recognition's terrible. I'm not saying friendship's bad. I'm not saying money's bad. But none of these are our fulfillment. These things, if we look at it in the, in the game of poker, these things are like two pair, three of a kind, maybe full houses. But the royal flush, the ultimate trump card, that elusive poker hand that I personally have never gotten in all my days of playing poker, not that I do it much, but the person I have not gotten much of, is in each of our hands. But the problem is we're often not looking for it. The problem is we're often focused on the easy things to get. The little worldly recognitions, the little bit of money we can make, the few cheap friendships that we can acquire. But what Christ promises us is so much more. Not just mere tranquilizers through this temporary short life that we have, but a, but a gift and an ability to have eternal life filled with friendships with him, filled with treasure in heaven, 
and filled with glory that he shares for us all. That is the gift of this passage. The gift of this passage is that our expectations are not too big, they're too small. And what he shows us is that if we really have faith deep down in the core of our hearts, then you and I can really experience this resurrection. Now there's a bit of a problem here, I'll be honest. We don't live in a monastery. We don't live in a little cell where we can sit around and contemplate the beauty of God constantly. You and I live in a world where there are good people and there are bad people. A world where there are good instances, beautiful deeds and bad deeds. A world where there's fortune and misfortune. And I think very often what can happen is we can see this misfortune. We can see these people that don't exactly have the Lord in their hearts. We can see these problems and get discouraged. And begin to fall into this idea that maybe all this is useless. Maybe all this is pointless. Maybe all this doesn't go anywhere. Guys, those ideas, while they might pop up naturally, are utter lies. They're not true. And so what I'm saying is don't get discouraged if you have these kind of movements or these ideas in your heart to despair, to sadness. But what, but what you do about those ideas matters greatly. If you entertain them, you will lose sight of this gospel passage, I promise you. But if you recognize, if you and I recognize that these doubts, these confusions are just the devil's way of, of trying to erode the faith that the Lord wants to plant into our hearts, then the Lord will give us the grace to continue along his path. And he'll give us the grace to have peace. Peace that no matter what life is throwing at us, he's going to be there. He's going to take care of us. And will, he will ensure that every single cross that you and I experience, no matter what it looks like, will most certainly have a coveted and a beautiful resurrection.